everybody, it's Fabs here, and welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, Michael Fabian. I hope you had a great holiday weekend. Maybe you enjoyed a little barbecue and hung out with some family and friends and enjoyed the fruits of your own labor. I labored on Labor Day, which is not really that much labor because I'm having fun talking about fantasy football. But this is the week, folks. I mean, it's it's time. We're, we're here. We got a game on Thursday. We're going to talk about that game. Chiefs-Lions. You got to set those lineups. You got to be looking to add some players. And we're going to talk waiver wire here. Even though it's week one, hey, the waiver wire should be open in your league. You still got to make some moves here to improve your roster or maybe grab some players whose value has risen since your draft occurred. Speaking of drafts, I had a draft yesterday. Actually, I had two. I have one tonight, which is Tuesday, and then I have one Wednesday. Tonight, I have the Allison Chains draft. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that potentially on Friday. And I've got another draft for the Believe Podcast Network, Chris Johnson, Lendale White, and a bunch of others. Uh, Toss is going to be in that too. He's got a little COVID, so he's resting right now, hopefully, and uh, getting himself well for the start of the season. I had an NFFC draft. If you know what that is, National Fantasy Football Championships. And uh, my good friend Greg Ambrose has set this thing up where it's myself, The Miz from WWE, Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains, uh, James Roday, who's a great actor, Thomas Everett Scott, you know Thomas, uh, also a very good actor. We all play in individual leagues together with high stakes folks. And all the money that we win goes to charity for Connors Cure, Jimmy V Foundation. And you guys know I don't like to draft tight ends early. I just don't. It's not my thing. I'm not into it. I had the ninth pick in this draft and I was on the air with Lindsay Rhodes while we were drafting. And I'm like, all right, I got a little bit of time here. I'm introducing myself to the audience on the show on fantasy dirt and talking about a few things here and there. I look at the clock. It's one Oh three. I'm like, all right, let me go check and see where I'm at. And I look and I says, why the hell does my team have Travis Kelsey already? The first eight picks happened in less than three minutes. And I got auto-picked Travis Kelsey. And I know there's worse things in the world, but it took me completely out of what I wanted to do. It drove me nuts. I'm like, what? I don't want him. And the guy that I wanted, C.D. Lamb, was right there. Lamb went right after me. So I have one team with Travis Kelsey. I have two more drafts. I'm not going to get him. I just don't like to listen. He's great. I get it. So if Travis Kelsey either has a bad year or gets hurt, it's my fault. It's my fault because I never have Travis Kelsey ever. I have 15 leagues this year. And typically I have anywhere between 12 and 14. I never get Travis Kelsey because I don't draft him that high. So I may be cursing Kelsey. If he has a bad year, you guys can throw it on me. Anyways, a lot of wide receivers are going. If you still have your drafts, I don't want to completely ignore you. We've got a lot of drafts going on in the next 48 hours or more. Just to give you an idea of where a couple of the big superstars are going that have big question marks. One, Jonathan Taylor, who's on PUP, is going to be out the first four games at least. Uh, in the month of September, which, I mean, it's the fifth right now, so it's five days of, of information. Jonathan Taylor's ADP is 65.3. So he's certainly fallen. And I've actually seen him fall as far as the ninth round in a 10-team draft and the seventh round in a 12-team draft. So keep that in mind. 
Cooper Cup is the other one. Right now, 19.9 average draft position over at the NFFC. So he's a second-round pick. And I haven't seen him fall to the third round in any of the two drafts that I've been in. I have one tonight. I have one tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But Cup comes with risk. Listen, man, I know he's great. He's 30 years old. He's coming off an injury last year. Now he's got a hamstring, and the hamstrings are problematic. I don't know if I want him. If he falls in the third round and I'm sitting there and I can get him, maybe. Maybe. That's it. I don't want risk in my first two picks. I don't. That's why I don't have any Jonathan Taylor shares outside of Dynasty. I don't want it. I'm not going there. I don't want to have my season ruined by a player who, as great as he's been in the past, could be a headache every week because he's hurt or he's limited. And you go to a specialist in Minnesota to find out what's going on with your hamstring? Like, yeah, that's a problem. So I'm a little bit worried about Cooper Cup, and you should be too. Not saying you avoid him. Don't reach for him. I mean, this guy's been a top eight pick before he got this this whole setback. I, I don't want him. I'm, I'm not taking him in the first two rounds. I just don't. I, I'm, I'm not going there. So you've got Cup who's fallen. You've got Taylor who's fallen. And another player who's fallen for no real like reason specifically, but in high stakes, Bijan Robinson is now a second round pick. And I've been saying all along, and most analysts out there are telling you he's worth the first round pick, top 10, top 12. And he still is, but just notable. And I think part of the reason why is because the high stakes folks are going real, real heavy on the wide receivers, even heavier than ever before. And so that's dropping Bijan down a little bit. And Kelsey's going in round one, too. So that's another note. If you're in a league with your home pals, Bijan's probably going to end up going in the first round, but he has been falling into round two. So if you go with a wide receiver at the back half of round one, you could still potentially get Bijan Robinson uh, in round two. Let's talk about the waiver wire. Now, I get it. There haven't been any games yet. Doesn't matter. I wrote an article over at Sports Illustrated about the five things you should be doing now after your draft. And most people have already drafted. There's still a lot of drafts going on. But one of those things is, you got to you gotta look at the waiver wire. And I've got some players for you to pick up. And if you're listening, do it now. At quarterback, you know, Kyler Murray's only owned in 18% of ESPN leagues. You can pick him up and put him on an injured spot if your commissioner has allowed that, which he should, or she should. It's stupid not to have injured spots. I just, I don't get it. But you can pick up Kyler Murray and then put him on an injured spot and sit on him until he comes back. He's available in like 80% of leagues on ESPN. Kenny Pickett, my guy, is available in about 60%. Do I like him this week? No. I don't want to play him against the Niners in a traditional league, but I, he's my favorite sleeper quarterback. And then Sam Howell, he's available in 90% of leagues on ESPN. And I think he's a good sleeper this week against Arizona. I'm telling you right now, I like Sam Howell. I like the mobility. And the Cardinals are going to stink. So if you need a quarterback, Sam Howell uh, is floating around out there. Running backs, Deion Jackson, Colts. 33% ownership on ESPN. The Colts are going to go committee. I will say that. There has been a report that, that Dion's going to start. Just because he starts doesn't mean he's going to finish as the lead back. Keep tabs on Zach Moss. He's also worth adding. And then I think Evan Hull to a lesser degree. But this could be a committee, and it likely will be with Jackson and Moss once Moss is back from the injury. Uh, Devon A-Chain, 25% ownership on ESPN. No Jeff Wilson Jr. Remember that Miles Gaskin no longer on the team. So you're looking at a situation where 
he should potentially etch out a role as a pass catching option in that backfield. Maybe sooner rather than later, pick him up. And then Ken Gainwell, 23% owned. I think he could end up being the best Eagles running back in a committee, but it's a committee. So don't get crazy, but he's worth a roster spot at this point. Wide receivers. I know the Ravens wide receiver room is going to be crowded with OBJ and Zay Flowers. And Zay Flowers, everyone's grabbing Zay Flowers like crazy. Shiny new toy. But Rashad Bateman's only owned in 18% of leagues on ESPN. Like, I mean, hell, at least he's worth stashing and grabbing and see, he's a good player. He just always gets hurt. First round pick a couple of years ago. So Bateman's worth a look. Uh, Van Jefferson, 16% ownership on ESPN. He's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Rams, and I get it. He's not Cooper Cup, but still, somebody's got to catch the damn ball in L.A., and Tyler Higby's already owned in about 82%, so you're not going to be able to get him at tight end. But Van Jefferson is worth a look, and so is Michael Wilson in Arizona. And I just said their offense is going to suck, which it will, but same thing. Somebody's got to catch passes there. Probably going to be a lot of Hollywood Brown, but Michael Wilson could be the starter on the outside with Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch playing in a slot. So Michael Wilson, that's more of a deep league throw. He's available in just about every league. Tight ends. Juwan Johnson's available in about 70% of leagues. I think he's going to be the best Saints tight end. Is he going to be consistent? We'll find out. But I think he's a good sleeper this week against Tennessee. They weren't good against tight ends last year. Speaking of Tennessee, Chickaconquo. Still available in over 50% of leagues. I don't like him this week. But I like him overall for the season. Pick him up. And Sam Laporta, the rookie. And I get it. Listen, I know. Rookies typically don't do anything at the tight end position. I understand that. Get it. Totally. There's a little little voice in the back of my mind that says, what the hell are you talking about? It's a rookie. I get it. But Laporta's in a good spot. 28% ownership on ESPN. You can pick him up as your tight end too. Sit on him and see what happens. If you stream defenses, and we're going to talk about this on Friday and start him and sit him. But you got to pick them up now, right? Commanders, about 47% owned. They're playing the Cardinals and Joshua Dobbs this week. And Clayton Toon. Jaguars, rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. And I like Richardson, but he's going to make mistakes, especially through the air. Jaguars defense, readily available. Seahawks, home game against the Rams without Cooper Cup. Count me in. Seahawks defense, worth streaming this week in a plus matchup in an NFC West game. I think the Seahawks are going to blow out the Rams. So those are a bunch of players that you should be looking at on the waiver wire. Now, keep in mind, we're going to be doing this every Tuesday. And you can also find my early waiver wire ads on Mondays over at Sports Illustrated. And then Jen Piacenti, who's going to be joining the program on Friday talking about player props, will also do a waiver wire article you can find over at SI. So make sure you're checking that out. Now let's talk about Thursday Night Football. The Chiefs, the Lions. I mean, the Lions are on the opener. How things have changed. Right now, the over-under is 54.5, and and the Chiefs are a 6.5-point favorite. There is a little potential for some rain showers, but I don't think it's anything serious, but I'm not a meteorologist. But it could be a little bit of rain, a little showery. But we think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and Vegas is throwing a 54.5-point total at us. They're thinking that points are going to be scored. So let's talk about some of the DFS implications, player prop implications here. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Last year, 
It's a guy who averaged over 300 passing yards per game at home. 314.3. The over-under, the total is 299.5. The over seems pretty easy for me. Uh, he's also had two and a half touchdown passes. He had 19 touchdown passes in eight home games last year. Do the math. Uh, the Lions also allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks last season. Mahomes going over 300 yards, to me, seems pretty likely. Although we still are not sure what's going on with Darius Tony, Wide receivers are a little shaky. Mahomes makes it happen. You know that. Uh, focusing on Jared Goff. Now, here's the thing about Goff. He is at 258.5 for an over-under in the passing yards and one-and-a-half touchdown passes. The Chiefs allowed the fifth most points to quarterbacks last year. That's a lot. But Goff sucked on the road. How bad did he suck? 11.5 points per game on the road compared to 21.4 per at Ford Field. The matchup screams start Jared Goff. The trend of him being bad on the road does not. I'd probably fade him if I had another quarterback option with a good matchup. That's in traditional leagues. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Because remember, the Chiefs don't have Chris Jones. At least they don't right now. That's going to hurt their pass rush. So we'll see if Goff's awful numbers on the road continue. But I'm a little turned off by the 258.5 just because he was so bad last year. He averaged under 250 on the road last year. Um, Keep that in mind. At running back, we'll start with the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, he's at 49.5 for his rushing total. And he had double-digit carries in 10 of his last 12 games last year. And the Lions allowed the seventh fewest points to running backs. Surprising, right? Because you think of the Lions, you think of the defense is bad. They were bad against the pass. They were good against the run. So I'm not sure how much I love Pacheco's number, although he was getting touches at the end of last season. Let's talk about Jarek McKinnon. He's got a 19 and a half receiving yard prop. And I love McKinnon. I've been getting him everywhere. It's my RB4. Everywhere. The Lions allowed the fewest receiving yards to running backs last year at 20.6 per game. (laughs) That's interesting. So I'm probably going to avoid McKinnon uh, across the board. Pacheco... Probably an RB2 flex type this week. And I may be avoiding both of those guys in the player prop world DFS also. David Montgomery is at 49.5 for a rushing yard total. Uh, the Chiefs allowed the 14th most points to running back, so they were kind of middle of the road. Uh, they did allow the fourth most receiving yards to running backs last year at 47.4. So that makes me interested in Jameer Gibbs, who's over under total is 30 and a half for receiving yards. You may want to go over on Gibbs against Kansas City, especially, again, no Chris Jones, no pass rush. Uh, Lions are going to be able to throw the ball. And Gibbs is going to be a big part of their passing game. Big part. Now the wide receivers, and this is where it gets tough, folks. Kansas City. We think Darius Tony's going to play. Is he going to be limited? You know, coming off the knee. There's no props for Tony because we don't know if he's going to play. So, then you're going to shift to Sky Moore. And Sky, everyone's getting gaga over Sky Moore in fantasy. Everybody gaga. He's getting, he's getting picked in eighth, ninth, tenth round. At the end of the day, like any, any one of five or six Chiefs receivers can lead that team in targets, not including Kelsey. So who the heck knows? Marquez Valdez, Scaling. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of guys. But Sky Moore looks like he'll see an expanded role, especially if Tony's limited. The Lions allowed the fourth most points to receivers last year. 
So keep that in mind. Sky Moore is a bit of a sleeper. And his receiving prop, 38 and a half yards. That's it. It's kind of low. So it looks pretty good. On the Lions side, it's Amon Ross St. Brown and everybody else. I mean, they have Josh Reynolds. They have Khalif Raymond. They have Marvin Jones Jr. They got Amon Ross, the guy. Uh, his, his props are at six and a half catches and 77 and a half receiving yards. The Chiefs allowed the eighth most catches to wide receivers last year. They allowed the seventh most points to slot receivers last year. Uh, and Brown saw 55% of his snaps in the slot, and he had a near 28% target share. So you got to like Amon Ra on Thursday night. He had been dealing with a bit of an injury during camp, but looks like he's going to be good to go. Tight ends. Kelsey, six and a half catches, 80 and a half receiving yards. Those are his props. Remember last year, he scored 316.3 fantasy points. The number two tight end was Mark Andrews at 215. So he scored 100 more points than number two guy. It's, it's just bananas. The Lions allowed the 10th most points to tight ends last year. Kelsey's going to get a ton of targets. You got to like the overs on those totals. Now for the Lions, Sam Laporta, the rookie, first professional game. I would say this. He's got a three and a half catch over under and a 31 and a half receiving yard total. I may avoid Laporta this week just to see. The Chiefs were right in the middle of the league in terms of allowing the most points to tight ends last year. They were 15th. So not great, not bad. But I'm really interested to see how many targets this kid gets, especially beyond Amon Ross St. Brown. The Lions receivers are not great on paper. Maybe you go over the 31 and a half. I don't know that I'm starting this week, but if I am hurting for a tight end, it's a high scoring game. The totals at 54 and a half. I may decide that I want to take the over there, but keep tabs on the weather. First off, again, there could be some rain and also keep tabs on what's going on with this Chris Jones situation. I mean, I, it's not, he's not going to play. That's going to be big. That's going to be big for Kansas City. It's going to be big for Detroit's offense. The big storylines in this game for the Chiefs. Who's their number one wide receiver in this game? Is it Sky Moore? Is it somebody else? Does Darius Tony play? If he does, he's limited. The backfield. Does Clyde Edwards-Hilaire get a sniff in this game? That's interesting. Because we're all on Pacheco and McKinnon. We're not talking about CEH very much. And we all like to forget about him because he's been such a bust after the first six games. Uh, and some good games sprinkled in there um, after that, but nothing great. Lions, Goff on the road. I mentioned it. Jared Goff is a hero at Ford Field, and he was a zero on the road. Does that trend continue? What's the usage for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs? Big storylines from a fantasy perspective. Huge. Huge. You got to find that out. Is there a number two receiver in Detroit that's going to step up until Jamison Williams comes back? Or is it Amon Ra all day, every day? And maybe Sam Laporta. Also, Detroit made some improvements on the defense upside. I mean, in the passing game, are they going to be better? Or is it going to be same old, same old with the Lions in terms of being able to stop anybody? That's a big storyline as well. So that's the preview of the Thursday night game. Got you pretty much covered. Now we're going to talk, and I'm going to do this every week. I'm going to throw out, is it still a tweet on X? I don't, I still don't know. I have no idea. 
but I'm going to say that. I'm going to throw out a tweet on X. You guys ask me your questions, line up questions. Do I add a player? Is this player going to be good this week? Whatever you want. How you can ask me what my favorite movie is. Whatever you want to ask me, but it's fantasy football season. We got to stay focused here, folks. And I'll answer a bunch of the questions in the final segment of Tuesday's shows. Now, before we get into that, Tuesdays and Fridays, Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself, Michael Fabiano. You can find it wherever you download your podcasts. We're going to be doing a waiver wire. We're going to be doing a Thursday night preview every single Tuesday. Talk about the week that was, and obviously we don't have any games to talk about yet, but we will next week on Tuesday. And then on Fridays, it's what you all want. Start them and sit them. The meat and potatoes, Jen Piacenti coming on from SI, talking about player props. We'll be talking about all the injuries, everything you need to know. Tass will be back. Again, dealing with a little bit of COVID right now, so get better, pal. That's going around, I guess, huh? The COVID thing. Let's hope they don't bring these masks back. I don't want to be talking about fantasy football wearing a mask. And I won't. Anyways, Fridays, start them and sit them. We'll have all the information you need to dominate the competition. So, let's get to some questions here. First off, from DD Hockey Dad. 12-team PPR, picking out of eight. I think these players will fall to me. Bijan Robinson, Nick Chubb, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Who are you taking? Thanks in advance and best of luck. You too, pal. I'm taking, listen, I'm taking C.D. Lamb. I want that wide receiver start. I do. I've got a lot of C.D. because, And I like drafting from eight and nine because I get C.D., or A.J. Brown, and then flip around in round two and get a really good wide receiver there. Hell, you may be able to get Devontae Adams in some leagues. Probably a 10-teamer. But you can get Jalen Waddle. Hell, you may be able to get a Monroe. You get a CD of Monroe start? Giddy up, man. Let's take on that championship. Cowboys-Lions. Love it. Love that. I'm going CD. But Chubb's a great option. Bijan's a great option. I'm going with the wide receiver. Next up, Ant Mo, who will have a bigger impact, OBJ or Kadarius Tony? It's all about health. You know, last time Odell Beckham Jr. played a game was the Super Bowl against the Bengals when he was with the Rams. Are they going to bring him back slowly? Kadarius Tony's dealing with an injury too. I, I would say I'd rather have Kadarius Tony because I think there's more upside there because it's Patrick Mahomes. I want shares of the Chiefs' offense. And they're cheap shares. I mean, you don't have to spend a high draft pick on Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore, to be quite honest with you. But I want shares of the Chiefs offense. So I'm going to go Kadarius Tony there. Not that I trust him. I don't trust OBJ either. He, I've seen drafts where OBJ is the third Ravens receiver taken after Zay Flowers and after Bateman. So I'm going to go Tony. Next up, Ramlin Fan. The LA Rams offense is under the gun to produce a huge number of points in each game this season. Which top three players do you recommend grabbing for fantasy football GMs this season? Obviously, you're a big Rams fan. You're not going to like what I have to say. It's Cooper Cup and Cam Akers, and then Tyler Higby. That's your top three. And then it's everybody else. I will say this. Higby's a good play this week. We'll talk about that on Friday and start him and sit him. Higby's a good play. He's a good play. Seattle was awful against tight ends last year, and Stafford's got nobody else. You heard the reports, right, about how He's having a hard time connected with the young kids on the team. You know, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell. They got Ben Skoranek. I mean, it's a 
Who's who? Who the hell's that in that receiver room? Higby's a good play this week, folks. He's a really good play. But in order, Cup, Akers, Higby. Finally, Jay Prez. Will Thursday be Sky Moore's coming out party? I'm so in on this guy. Got him in a lot of leagues. That's good. I know people who love him too. You want shares of the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, we never know who the guy is going to be. Maybe he'll establish himself as that guy. Last year, we didn't see one. Like Juju led the team in fantasy points, but he had 900 yards and three touchdowns. Not great. Right? They have major question marks. This receiving core that they have this year is worse than the one they had last year. They had McCall Hardman too. Go back and look at McCall Hardman's numbers before he got here. He was he was good. He was scoring touchdowns. He was doing he was doing fine. And now I mean, now you got Sky Moore, who I like. You got Canarius Tony, who I kind of like. You got Valdez Scantling. He's he is what he is. There's not a lot to love in Kansas in Kansas City. So Sky Moore, I mean, listen, man, he's got it. He's got to take this opportunity and run with it. The sky's the limit. Bad dad joke, but I had to get it in there. So anyways, guys, Friday, come back, start him and sit him. Jen Piacenti is going to win you some money. We're going to talk about injuries and everything you need to know for week one of the fantasy football season. We'll also talk about what happened on Thursday night between the Chiefs and the Lions. So make sure you check us out Friday, the Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself, Michael Fabiano. I'm here to help you win a championship. Good luck on Thursday night. Have fun. And we will see you on Friday to talk all of the week one games. We'll see you soon, folks. 